are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're talking about angels. We're still on the subject and we're going to talk about angels ministering for the heirs of promise. Now, we are heirs to the promise. The Bible says, If ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So angels minister for us. Now, Hebrews chapter 1. Let's go back to the foundation scriptures. We've read these several times, but they bear repeating. Hebrews chapter 1. Let's begin with verse 13. We're going to read verse 14. Then we're going to go right into the second chapter of Hebrews because there's been some misconception about these passages of Scripture. I remember when I began to teach on the subject of angels, that actually I was traveling going out to Colorado Springs, Colorado, to minister in the seminar. And my daughter Annette was flying the airplane, and I was sitting up there reading the Word of God and meditating, kind of praying in the Spirit, trying to decide, what am I going to teach out there? And the Spirit of God began to say to me, and I heard it very clearly, He said, I want you to begin to teach on angels. And I said, well, Lord, I don't know anything about angels, really. And He said, neither does anybody else. That's the reason I want you to begin to teach on it. And I said, well, you'll have to show me some things. And, of course, He can do that. And He said... Have you noticed there in the second chapter of Hebrews, when you go from the first chapter into the second chapter, that it didn't change the subject? And I said, no, I didn't notice that. And I got my Bible out and I began to look at it. Now, I'd heard certain individuals preach on this verse 14 that they're all ministering spirits. The angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. I'd heard that scripture several times, and I could see in that some things. But he spoke this into my spirit. He said, now, did you notice that when you go down to chapter 2, that it did not change the subject matter? Now, see, this is where we miss it a lot of times in our study of the Word of God. When it's broken up in chapter divisions, many times people just simply conclude that because we say chapter 2, we've changed the subject matter. And we're going to talk about something altogether different. And sometimes it can really throw you because of the way that it's broken up. And the Lord said, no, we didn't change the subject. Still talking about the same thing. So let's begin there and, and let's read right on through into the second chapter. I wanted to mention this before I read it because I don't want to stop when I start here. We'll begin with verse 13 and read down through. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Now I want to stop right there in the middle of that because I want this point to get over to you. Notice that the context here is the ministry of angels. Chapter 1, he is talking about Jesus 
and he's comparing Jesus with angels. Now, when you come down through here, you find that Jesus is greater than angels. God never did say to the angels, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. He didn't say it to angels, he said it to Jesus. But he said the angels are all ministering spirits. They are sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. Now, that includes us. Now, someone has took the time to do a little study in the numbers that it gives us in the book of Revelation. They took that number, you know, 10,000 times 10,000s and thousands of thousands, and they put it in a computer, and the number that it spit out was so big you couldn't hardly write it. But it come up to like 100 trillion angels. Now, that's a group of angels. You know, Jesus said that I can pray one prayer and get more than 12 legions of angels, which was 72,000 angels. Well... There is a multitude of angels, an innumerable host of angels, we could say, that are available in the earth today to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. But to tell you quite frankly, most of them have been sitting around and didn't have anything to do because we never did give them any assignments. Now, you see, the thing that most people think about angels or believe about angels, they believe that God's telling them all what to do. And what we say or what we do, it doesn't have anything to do with it. But now, as we get into the Scripture, we may not get into as much of it in this session, but we'll find that angels are listening to the words you speak and that we do have influence on angels. We can influence angels. And by our words, our words of faith and the things that we speak, we can change situations and get angels involved. But now let's come back to the context here. Notice after verse 14 that the angels are all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. The very next verse in chapter 2, verse 1, says, Therefore. Now I like what someone said. When you find the word therefore, stop and find out what it's there for. It connects these two verses together is actually what it does. So it's carrying the subject matter of verse 14 right into the second chapter says, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. All right, now stop right there. Ask yourself, what is it we have just heard? What did we hear in verse 14? See, therefore connects this verse with verse 14. Now verse 14 has just told us that the angels are all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for, not to, for those who are heirs of salvation. And then he says, we ought not to let these things slip. We ought to give more earnest heed to them, the things which we've heard. Well, that's what we've just heard, that the angels are all ministering spirits. And the word, therefore, connects it together. Now, notice again the latter part of this verse, and it says, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now, that's very significant. You know, when you study the Bible, take the time to sit down and search these things out. There is a multitude of information in every verse in the Bible. And just because you've read it once doesn't mean that you've got it. The Word of God is inexhaustible. Now, when he says, lest at any time we should let them slip, you ought to give the more honest heed. In other words, he's saying we're not giving enough heed to the angels and ministering spirits. 
And here he says, lest any time we should let them slip. Now, the very fact that he says, don't let it slip at any time, means, infers to me, that you could have the ministry of angels working on your behalf at any time. Any time of the day, any time of the night. And he said, don't let these things slip from you. Don't let it slip that the angels are ministering spirits. Now, I know I've been in situations where that I knew what the Word of God said. And I knew that I could pray and believe God. And I knew that I could call for supernatural intervention. But I don't know why we'll do it, but sometimes we'll go days and sometimes weeks before we ever come to ourselves and say, you know, I'm going to have to pray. I'm going to have to resist this thing. I'm going to have to call on supernatural intervention to get this thing under control. Well, what we did was just simply let this slip from us. When the first day we could have took authority over the thing, called for supernatural intervention, we could have got the angels involved in the situation, and just said, go, ministering spirits, and cause these things to come into culmination and cause this thing that the Word of God says to come to pass. The Word says, whatever I do will prosper, and it sure doesn't look like it's prospering now, so I call upon the angels and the ministering spirits of God to go and see that what I'm doing will prosper because I'm doing it in the name of Jesus and I'm doing it in line with the Word of God. So you see, lest at any time you should let them slip. Don't let this slip from you at any time, because any time is when you could have an angel involved in your situation in life. Now, verse 2 here says, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast. And we know that the word spoken by angels, they are steadfast. I mean, they come to pass just exactly like they said. Now, if it's an angel sent from God, But now, you know, we referred to this. The Apostle Paul said that if an angel from heaven come and preach any other gospel, or come the idea inferred there, if he comes and says anything that's contrary to the Word of God, said, let him be accursed. In other words, don't believe it, don't act on it, don't mess around with that. If it's contrary to the Word of God, forget it. Just because he comes in a shining garment and appears to be an angel, if what he says does not agree with the Word of God, just forget it. Because God is not going to send an angel to you and tell you something that is contrary to the Word of God. It's just not true. Now, there's been people that have had supposed visitations of supernatural beings or angels that told them all kinds of things that didn't agree with the Word of God. Now, you know, you'd think that people are smarter than that. But I heard of one individual that this shining, gleaming being appeared to him, told him that he is to divorce his wife and marry another woman because this woman was not right for him. And he swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. Well, that disagreed with the Word of God. Now, you know a little child ought to have better sense than that. But you see, some people don't. We have to beware of satanic enlightenment in some of these things. Now, before I leave the broadcast, our offer this week has been offer number 7241, What Are Doctrines of Devils? It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Now, when we talk about doctrines of devils, we're talking about things that people have been convinced of, that Jesus, or God, puts sickness on people to teach them. No, He uses the Word. He child trains us through the Word. 
if you were to put your child's hand on a stove and burn a blister on it and say, now that'll teach you not to touch a hot stove, they'll put you in jail for that. And people believe God gave them cancer. No, God didn't give them cancer. The devil brought it into the world. It got on them. It wasn't God's fault. It came by the devil. And God will heal you. But if you believe God did it, you can't believe for your healing. Let me show you what I'm talking about. In Amos, the third chapter, says, Shall a trumpet be blown in a city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in the city, and the Lord hath not done it? The Lord has not done what? Sounded a trumpet, or prophesied. Verse 7, Surely the Lord will do nothing, but he reveal his secret to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? In other words, that's what he's referring to. Not doing evil in the city. See, if you read that scripture in the Old Testament, you think, well, it says the Lord will do evil to the city. If any evil is done to the city, the Lord has done it. Shall there be evil in the city, and the Lord hath not done it? No, the Lord hath not prophesied what it's saying. The Lord will prophesy and reveal that evil's coming to the city. And that's what he's talking about. You need to know that God is on your side. He's not against you. And that's what this series on doctrines of devils is about. It's refuting doctrines of devils. That's offer number 7241. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. A total of $19. Toll free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.